Buenos dias. This is good morning in Spanish, I believe. I don't speak Spanish, but I've heard a lot of it, and I believe that is Spanish for good morning. Good morning, everybody. It is October 14th. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the morning show presented by Road Soda. You know, cracking a road soda every morning of the week doesn't make you... Uh, an addict or it just makes you a fan you know some people like to think it makes you an addict to be cracking that stuff every single morning of the week but i'm your talking head here on this thursday october 14th we're making it through the week you know there's really nothing to worry about in the world and i tend to believe that as long as you walk outside you look around and shit's not going too bad what it seems like everything that's bad is happening only online. So just take a fresh, deep breath of air. Count to ten, as I said on the last episode. I don't know if that's something I've ever done. Counting to ten, what is that going to do for us? It's just going to make us waste ten seconds is what it's going to do. But have a good morning. I hope you got both shoes on the right feet. Your socks are matching or not. Who cares? If they're not matching, no one's going to see them. No one's looking at your socks. And if they do, they just think, hey, maybe that guy or gal is just trendy. I hope you like uh, last episode or the episode from Wednesday uh, yesterday because that episode was a paradigm shift for me. I mean, my whole life got changed. You know, um, it, it was like, um, how do I explain it? How do I explain? It's like growing up your whole life thinking you're named after something in the Bible and then realizing you're named after something from some borderline soap opera-y primetime. I don't even know if it was primetime, just like middle of the day playing TV show back from the 70s called Little House on the Prairie. That's, that's like what the experience of if, if if you've ever experienced anything like that that's probably that's exactly what it was like let's just jump it right into uh did you hear that that's what happens when like goop goop gets stuck in your throat you get a you get a sound that goes uh, but I, I had a lot of fun calling my sister i hope you guys like that I, I did also like calling my mom that was a lot of fun i think we're gonna we're gonna call barb quite often see what she has to say about stuff but on this day in history in October 14th 19 wow there's not a lot going on 1066 October 14th Battle of Hastings William Duke of Normandy and his Norman army defeat the English forces of Harold II who is killed in battle you know how it was back then. You go to battle and uh, you get killed. 1322, Robert the Bruce of Scotland defeats King Edward II of England at Bayland, forcing Edward to accept, to accept Scotland's independence. So it seems like Scotland's been independent for quite some time. Also, Robert the Bruce. What do you think that is? What do you think uh, The Bruce is? What do you think the title is of The Bruce? Let's look that up. Title 
the Bruce. Initially promulgated via descendants of King Robert the Bruce, it has been Scottish. It has been a Scottish surname since medieval times. It is now a common given name. Oh, is that right? So Bruce actually used to be. It actually used to be a surname, a last name. That's a fancy way of saying last name. And it means uh, the Willowlands. Interesting. You know, there's like this whole thing that um, the name Bruce is associated with like homosexuals, like people that were named Bruce. Uh, there was just a lot of people. So like through like the eight, like the 70s and 80s, if there was like somebody with the name Bruce, it was like it was like just this sort of stereotypical gay ni- gay guy might ne- be named Bruce. Interesting. I wonder if um, Mr. The Bruce, Robert, Bobby the Bruce, old Bobby the old Dickie the Bruce, old Dick Bruce. Uh, let's see. In 1982, U.S. President Reagan proclaims a war on drugs. Oh, well, that just brings everything down. So. October 14th, everybody. That is a sad day in history for just about everybody. Just about everybody from that day forward. If it was October 13th, 1981, and you got caught with a pound of marijuana, they'd slap you on the wrist and say, well, be on your way, son. Uh, I'm sorry, on October 13th, 1982, but on October 14th, 1982, if you got caught with a pound of marijuana, I'm sorry, you got a life sentence. (laughs) People might remember a very long time on the show, a very long time ago on the show, we did a, we reviewed a book um, called Mayaka Gold, and that's actually written by a guy who grew up in the area that, that we're in, in the Sarasota County area of Florida. And he grew marijuana and just, it was like the Dukes of Hazards of Florida. So it was like much trashier and weirder. And we told stories about how he used to catch skunks and like cut their their anuses out trying to get rid of their stink glands. And it was just a bunch of stories that really went nowhere. But pretty entertaining. (laughs) 2007, you're going to love this. Keeping up with the Kardashians featuring Kim, Chloe, and Kourtney Kardashian premieres on the e-cable network in the U.S. 2007, October 14th. History was changed forever. You might remember such things as Robert the Bruce of Scotland defeating King Edward II of England to to force the Edward to accept Scotland's independence, but nay, what you really remember, what really matters, is that in 2007, Keeping Up the Kardashians aired on this day, and if I'll be damned, that a larger chapter in your children's history books will be written about that day, than will be of Scotland's independence. Because who gives a shit what is going on in Scotland? I need to know what Kim is up to. What is she wearing? What is she drinking? Who is she arguing with? What is she doing with her career? Who is she making out with? I need to know. Scotland, did it ever really matter? 
the kilts. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, everybody. People might think that I'm reaching at this point, but I'd like to say that I'm not. Um, if you'd like to write into the show, and hey, did I say good morning to you yet? It is a good morning. You know, sometimes it gets hard to get up, put your feet on the ground, and just start going. But if you've got something consistent every day that brings you a little bit of humor, a little bit of light, a little bit of joy, it makes it that much easier. For some people, it's a nice hot roast of coffee and, and some kind of news station that's going to terrify you. But for others, instead of the news station, they're going to replace it with the morning show presented by Road Soda, and it's going to brighten up their day and just, you know, give you something a little extra. But if you wanted to be a part of the show, write into the show, you have a comment on something, you can write into the show, roadsodamail at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, and by we, it's me. I'm doing this all alone. (laughs) Or you can call into the show, at 706-200-1213. Let me know what you think about anything and everything, and I may um, ignore it, or I may listen to it. You never know. But uh, we did get a call in today, so let's go ahead and listen to it. We'll listen to it right now. Here we go. Oh, hi. Uh, uh, my name is Scooter Stevens. I'm calling in to the morning show presented by Rose Soda. And I, I just wanted to say that I truly love, I really, truly love Cafe Bustel. I, I wake up every morning and I, I look forward to my Cafe Bustel. I don't know why you talk so much garbage about Cafe Bustel. No. Uh, the thing is, I have an, I have acute aguesia and uh, acute anosmia, uh, which means I, I, I cannot taste nor can I smell. It's been a, something I have dealt with ever since I was a child. In fact, the kids, the bullies used to tease me when I was in grade school, and, and, and they would sneak dog turds into my, my puffed Cheetos or sometimes into my Vienna sausages, they would sneak the, the dog turds in there. And I, I didn't know for the longest time. I thought, I, I thought that they were just flavor-packed Cheetos and sausages that I would get every once in a while. I'd get a sausage or a Cheeto in my lunch that was packed by my, my mother who loved me very much. And I, I thought that every once in a while, the, the ones I would get that were actually dog turds were just flavor-packed sausages and Cheetos that I could actually taste. They gave some sort of musk, some sort of musk that actually gave me a sensation in my nose and my mouth. Well, when I drink Cafe Bustello every morning, it brings me back to this. I know the bullies were just trying to bully me, and it scarred me greatly. It really did scar me greatly, but Cafe Bustello gives me this sensation of uh, maybe I could actually taste. There's such a strong musk when I, when I take it in every morning it just starts my day right so uh, i'm sorry that you don't like it i really hate well sorry to cut you off there mr scooter steven calling in from who the hell knows where with his life story boring i told you what i thought about cafe bustello (laughs) mr scooter steven trying to tell us that 
he can't smell or taste. He had some sort of, I don't know, medical condition that kept him. Something about how bullies used to put dog turds in his puffed Cheetos and Vienna sausages. And, and when he would get those in his lunch, he would think uh, they were just flavor packed. Like, you know, when you get a Dorito and sometimes that Dorito is just loaded with so much more seasoning than the rest of the Doritos, I guess. What I'm assuming Steven meant, Mr. Scooter Stevens meant, is that when he would get the dog turd instead of a Vienna sausage or a puffed Cheeto that the bullies snuck into his lunch, it gave him a sensation. It was such a strong musk, it gave him a sensation. And I guess what he was also saying is that by drinking Cafe Bustello, he gets that same sensation. So even though he is void of taste and smell... Since he was a child, he drinks Cafe Bustello because it's almost like he can taste. Because I'm assuming it's like dog turds. I've never tasted dog turds, but I have tasted Cafe Bustello. And just based on smell and look and uh, assumption, I would say that the dog turd, maybe like a English bulldog, or a Shiba Inu, you know, like a Shiba Inu dog turd would be most closely just some actually some kind of mutt, some kind of like farm dog mutt. You know, it's funny is in Korea, the word farm dog means something completely different. Let you think about that. Because in, in America, a farm dog is a dog that works on the farm, whereas a. In Korea, a farm dog is a dog that's uh, farmed. Anyway, if you took the turd of that dog and brewed it, I guess it would taste like Cafe Bustello is what I'm assuming. Good morning, everybody. How you doing this morning? I hope you're not drinking Cafe Bustello. Unless Cafe Bustello wants to sponsor the podcast. I'm talking so much shit about them. You know, I can only assume that they don't have any sort of technology in the building. Um... I assume they don't have computers. All of their books are done on, like, receipt paper and, you know, the kind of thing where it's, like, a really old restaurant run by, like, a bunch of foreigners, like a Greek restaurant that's run by, like, Greeks who came over here uh, in the 1930s or something, and they don't trust the government, as they should, and uh, they do everything on, like, journals and whatnot. I'm assuming that's how all of Cafe Bustelo, the entire company, runs. There's no website. I refuse to look to see if there is a website. Um, but, you know, that's just uh, the only way I can assume they stay in business up against coffee giants like Seattle's Best or just fucking McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, dare I say Starbucks? I mean, who can compete with them? I'm, uh, everything tastes like it's a brewed dog turd. But Cafe Bustella, I think it's the packaging, and I think people think it's exotic. Sure. Why not? I guess it's exotic. Let's move into the news. We have some news story. Um, here we go. This one says, how... Uh-oh. We get a little... Uh, our internet connection, where we're recording at the moment, is is not as robust as it could be. But we do have an update. Oh, here we go. We have an update on brian laundry but not just brian laundry we have an update on dog the bounty hunter 
and Dog the Bounty Hunter as of October 11th. This is a little old. Today is October 14th. Uh, but he says he's left the manhunt after injuring his ankle. What the fuck? But not after, like, what, injuring his ego or acting like this uh, hot dog-skinned, 170-year-old mullet-having man thinks that he can actually do something. It's like the the entire FBI and and all of their fingers and resources like the NSA and like being able to look at everyone's cell phone and every ATM camera in the entire world and, and Dog the Bounty Hunter's like, yeah, but they ain't got the instinct. You know what I mean? I'm going to come out here and they ain't hunting people the way I hunted. You know, uh, they got the, you got to have the instinct of a... <laughs> of a dog that kind of thing dog the bounty hunter has left the nationwide search of brian laundry to tend to a broken angle dog whose real name is Dwayne chapman Dwayne, i would too change my name to dog was first seen late uh september joining the hunt i mean how the fuck that must be a load off of brian laundry's chest you know what i mean that just made Oh, you, I'm, what? He, he's walking through some dusty town in Oklahoma. He's got his hoodie pulled over his head and he walks by a, I'm assuming Oklahoma, if you're in the right small little shit splat town, they still have a storefront that's selling TVs, like old tube TVs that just play the news on cycle. And he's drinking some cup of coffee with a red hoodie pulled over his head. So nobody notices him. And nobody notices him anyway in Oklahoma in that town because nobody has internet anyway. So he's it's really just he's just doing too much. It just looks like a introverted homo in that town. I'm not saying that he I'm not saying he looks like a homo. I'm saying that that town would consider him a homo. Like the high school kids would look at him and go, "What a homo!" And they would want to beat him up. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying what the, that town would think of him and he's walking by the storefront with the TVs and it's playing it says uh, this just in uh, dog the bounty hunter whose real name is Dwayne Chapman uh, first seen on the trail of Brian Laundry in September is now bowing out of the manhunt due to a broken ankle and and you see Brian and he looks and he his eyes widen as the story goes on and you mean the dog, the bounty hunter, is not after me? And he, he feels so comfortable. It's a big turning point. It's, he feels so comfortable, and he pulls the hood off his head like, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Dog, the bounty hunter isn't trying to sniff me out anymore. And for some reason, I think that is the narrative in Dog, the bounty hunter's mind. Like that's When he put that out, he was like, he got away this time when really how, what are you doing dog you just finding anything i'm surprised it took him this long to just it's like he's just been sitting on his couch in hawaii because apparently that's where he lives just waiting for any national story to be to jump and ride the coattails of and this was the one and he busted his ankle he but that's what you get for trying to Go out in the fucking Appalachian Trail with cowboy boots and and a gold dog tag 
and <laughs> your bleach platinum blonde hair. What do you think you were going to do? You think you were going to actually find him? No, I would have put my money on Twist's ankle goes home to watch Fox News is what I'm thinking he probably did. Or is what I would have put my money on. Uh, next up in the news comes to us from a different news source. A news source more different than the last one. This is the Denver Post. Colorado tied for state with fewest shark attacks. Governor Jared Poli- Polis boasts. Well, Jared, I think you just secured your last term. <laughs> Uh, Jared, I think you just solidified the fact that this is the last time you will ever be in any kind of office. Even if you were joking, the joke is so stupid, nobody wants to look up to you forever. October can be a spooky month. And one thing many people fear is a shark attack. That's fucking stupid. They're comparing being afraid of shark attacks to being afraid of the stuff. No, people in October are afraid of demons and ghouls and resurrected dead and spirits, monsters. They're not uh, uh, people on summer vacation or spring break or anyone in any ocean body of water is afraid of shark attacks, regardless of October. It's not like people are wading into the ocean on October 1st and being like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. What's today? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I don't get. I think I'll sit this month out. No, it's fucking retarded. Colorado shouldn't frighten you because the Centennial State has the best record of shark attacks in the United States, with a total of who wants to take a guess? Huh? Anybody? What do you really think? Give me your real... Zero. Duh, it's fucking zero. This isn't SNL. There's no such thing as Land Shark. That's not a funny skit. You're not... That's fucking stupid. It's all stupid. Governor Jared Polis shared the news of the states. He wasted everybody's time tweeting something. Uh, when people are trying to look for Brian Laundry, the strangler of Gabby Petito, and he thinks it's funny to put up shark, shark attack statistics... Colorado is tied with the least shark attacks. Yeah, it's tied with like fucking 10 other states. What do you, how are there not other states? Like, it's got to be like what? Wyoming, Nebraska, Idaho, Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona, Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri. Like, all those states have to have zero. It doesn't count if somebody from your state went to the coast and got bit. That does not count. It just matters if there are shark attacks in your state. That's all that matters. And so most of the United States, a vast majority of the United States, would have zero shark attacks. Okay, this is making me angry. I need to, this is making me angry. I think this is something I might have to talk to my therapist about. Why is this making me so angry? Let's see if this makes me happier. Ready? <clears throat> this to, uh, comes to us from the Insurance Journal. Missouri woman sues Geico. Okay, so far, I'm on board. After contracting STD, <laughs> okay, I've got a foot out now. 
don't think you can have sex or contract an STD from an insurance company, but let's continue on. During sex in car insured by company. Is there some kind of clause where if you try to file an insurance claim for something that's so astronomically fucking retarded, you just get killed? Does that exist? No. Should it? Probably. It would save insurance companies a lot of money, and we all know they run most of the world. So, uh, what do we have to do to lobby for that? A Missouri woman is suing Geico. Look, anybody can sue anything for anybody. I'm going to sue. All right, how about this? I'm, tomorrow, I'm going to file a lawsuit against Geico because they're not listening to the morning show hosted by Isaiah Cooper and presented by Road Soda. How you guys doing? Um, so tomorrow I'm going to go ahead and file that lawsuit. I think it's going to go pretty well. I should make a lot of money because I'll file a law. I can file a lawsuit for anything about anything. I'm going to file a lawsuit against Geico because I have Allstate and I got in a car accident with somebody who has State Farm and Geico didn't pay for my damages. I can file that lawsuit. There's no law that says I cannot file it. However, there should be a law that says once you file a lawsuit, so fucking stupid you get slapped or something or punched or be like you can't participate anymore you just go into a house and lock the door we'll give you some tv we'll put food through the slot but you just you're not a part of it anymore you're not a part you're not allowed to be a part of it and for this a lady who's like i fucked some guy in the back of an old ford pinto that was insured by geico and i got hpv and i need money now the woman identified in district court documents as M.O., standing for Miss Obviously st- – they're missing a letter. It's S. Miss Obviously Stupid had a sexual relationship with insured M.B., which is Mr. Big, I'm assuming, in late 2017, including an unprotected sex in the laters of 2014. How are you going to prove that you got it from that car – How are you going to prove that you got it from that guy in that car? You can't prove that that's the only guy you're slutting it up with. If you're so stupid to file a lawsuit that's that stupid against a company like that, you're probably getting just anybody who asks. If if you're just walking down the road and a bum's like, let me, hey, baby, you're hot. Can I get it with you? And you're like, sure, I'll do you. That's probably the kind of person you are. Uh, Diagnosed with anogenital human papillomavirus or hpv but he did not tell her about his condition or take steps to prevent transmitting the virus geico investigated the claim and found that mb said that he told mo on three different occasions that he had diagnosed with hpv positive throat cancer holy shit leaking in your throat all right guys this just took a turn for the worse uh let's take this seriously on three different occasions he that he had diagnosed with HPV positive throat cancer. First of all, what the fuck? Obviously cancer, non-transmittable, but the virus that caused the cancer is transmittable. Okay, so let's stay on board with this. MB also said that the two had sex in locations other than the insured car. So right there, Geico's like, act of God, doesn't work, doesn't count, cannot prove that it was transmitted within that car. Wow. Geico said it was unaware of this agreement until afterwards and has failed. Wait, wait. In March 
MO and MB entered into an agreement in Jackson um, County Circuit Court awarding MO $5.2 million, but limiting MO, MB's liability to MO, leaving the later free to pursue recovery from Geico. Oh, so that means they settled, but they were like, yeah, I'm settling, but the liability is not with me. It's with Geico. Well, Geico customers, if your premiums being locked, uh, um, if your premiums are being raised a bit and you start seeing some really strange commercials out there, well, we know why. It's because of stupid people in the world doing stupid things like that. But are they that stupid? Are they that fucking stupid? $5.2 million from an insurance company. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of insurance companies. I'll say it. Do we need insurance? It is racketeering at its finest. It is a guy walking up to your your bakery and being like, hey, I sure would be fucked up if something happened to your bakery. You know, you should pay me uh, 500 bucks a month so nobody breaks in here and fucks up your bakery. And the guy's like, oh, no, please. I'm okay. I'll be fine. It's a nice neighborhood. It's okay. I don't need to do this. And then he comes to work the next morning and all his windows are broken and all his dough is stolen. Like the bread dough and his money out of the safe. It's all fucking stolen. And he's like, oh, my, what do I do? And those guys come back and they're like, hey, uh, can I get a cannoli? And he's like, I can't, I can't. They give you a cannoli. I got the fucked up last night. Uh, my whole store is broken. And he's like, hey, maybe you should have paid that 500 bucks a month. You sure would have been uh, better off than where you are now. Because where you are now, you got a bunch of broken fucking windows. You got no dough and you got no dough. That's insurance. Only uh, they don't show up to your house and fuck your stuff up. Or do they? We'll never know. Authorities arrest a father in Florida whose toddler found his handgun stored in a Paw Patrol backpack and used it to kill their mother. That's uh, Insider Magazine. So we're assuming what this is collusion between the child and the father, right? That's the assumption, right? Florida police arrested a father whose toddler discovered a loaded gun in his Paw Patrol themed backpack, ultimately shooting and killing his mother, Shamaya Lynn, on a work video call. I think we should prosecute the kid. I mean, the, he knows he, he knows how to get into the backpack. He knows what a gun is. He sees it on Paw Patrol all the time. I mean, what is Paw Patrol? It's a bunch of kids with it's a bunch of dogs that are like in that are like cops and stuff. Like he knows what he was doing. And I think the kid, it's not the dad's fault for sure. It's not the dad's fault. How could this possibly be the dad's fault for putting a gun in a Paw Patrol backpack? Like, really, folks, are we going to get the, the dad in trouble for that? It's the kid. He unzipped the backpack. First of all, he doesn't have a concealed carry permit, period. That's fucked up. He pointed and pulled the trigger, cold-blooded. He knew what he was doing. He was reenacting this. Also, why are we not suing Paw Patrol? Okay, why are we not suing Paw Patrol for their violent visuals that they're giving to our children? Okay, this kid just looked at 
a Paw Patrol backpack and then he turned around and he blasted his mom in the face with a loaded gun he found inside. Doesn't matter who put the gun inside. It's clearly and obviously the visuals of this horrifically violent TV show, Paw Patrol, that is doing this to our kids. So what do I say? I say eliminate Paw Patrol. I say we prosecute this kid to the fullest extent. I think he needs the chair. Uh, firing squad, if we can bring it back. Gun for a gun. That's what I'm saying. I think the dad should have to do it. I think the dad gets to do it, not have to. The dad gets to shoot the kid now because the kid shot the ki the guy's mother. I mean, if my kid shot my beautiful wife that I love more than anything in the world, I would shoot my kid, you know? Or I wouldn't do that, but I would like the privilege to do that in this world. In this world that I'm painting that is fucking insane that I cannot make up or down of what the fuck I am looking at. I, I'll put this in the show. I'll put this in the notes. This is just an insane fucking article. I don't even want to read this. <laughs> I don't even want to fucking read this. Oh, my fucking God. Hey, guys. Good morning from Road Soda. This is the morning show. I hope you guys have a good day. Hey. Don't get your kids Paw Patrol backpacks, and most definitely don't put a gun in your kid's backpack. Um, I think if you put a gun in your kid's backpack, you get also cut out of society. They put you in a little room, you get some TV and a little bit of you know, food here and there, but you're done. They're over with. But, um, you know, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. Today's October 14th. It's Thursday. This is day off Eve Eve, as my Polish boss used to say. It's day off Eve Eve. So it's the next best thing. It's like Christmas Eve Eve. It's the next best fucking thing or the next next best fucking thing. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Th and, and tell your friends. Tell your friends that you're listening to a great new. They're going to go, Betty. Why are you so upbeat this morning? And you go, because I found a morning show that's not just a bunch of bad news. Aside from that Paw Patrol thing, which was kind of fucked up. Everybody, thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful day. If you want to write into the show, you can write in roadsodamail at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Call into the show, leave a message, just like uh, Mr. Scooter Stevens did, that sack of shit. Uh, call in 706-200-1213. Leave a message. See you tomorrow.